bathroom? Is it a nightmare? Phantasm. Is it an illusion? Phantasm. Is it an evil? to another episode of Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. And as always, I'm Johnny. And I'm Randy. I think. Phantasm. Phantasm. I yes. His voice was creepy. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. I think I think I liked the trailer. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. Never mind. I knew you were going to go with it. I'm not going to go nowhere. <laughs> All right, this episode is featuring the 1979 hit, and I'm going to say it's a cult classic. I would say it's a cult classic, mainly because of like one scene or two scenes. Right. But yeah. But it is Phantasm, and Randy has been trying to get me to watch this since we started this podcast, and I bought this movie, what, like six months ago? It's been a hot minute. And I ain't been able to watch it because he's been like, no, you got to wait, you got to wait. But I've heard a lot of good things about this film. Um... I mean, ever since I've been going to horror conventions and stuff, I'm always seeing Phantasm t-shirts, dolls, the little... I never knew what the little silver ball was, and Mm -hmm. I was like, I've got to watch this movie. So, this month, September, we didn't really have a whole lot of things planned this month. For some reason, we skipped September. I mean, we talked about, like, doing paranormal. Well, October was taken with Halloween. Yeah. Halloween coming out. Yeah. And then... um December's always taken up with, you know, Christmas movies. Right. You know, I mean, certain months have, you know, cliche stuff that we're doing, but November and September were the two that we were... Did, have they ever done a Thanksgiving horror movie? I'm sure there's a killer Tom Turkey somewhere. Maybe, I don't know. They got a... I mean, yeah. They've got a movie about Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> there's got to be a killer turkey somewhere. Uh, yeah, I'm, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. But, like I said, now... Speaking of, uh, you said October, can you believe October will be a year we've been doing this podcast? A full year. Yes. And we ain't got mad at each other one time on this podcast. 
<laughs> yes, you did. When? What I? <laughs> oh yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, we don't. We ain't talking about that time. Yeah. yeah. When I gave a certain movie. <laughs> nope. Anyway, but talking about my movie. We'll go ahead and announce that though. In October, we're doing Halloween, the 2008 one or 2018. I'm sorry, 2018. Yep. And then Halloween Kills comes out, which I'm super freaking excited for. And you're actually going to get two different episodes for that one. Yes, we're going to do a non-spoiler, and then right after that, we're going to do spoilers. We're going to watch this at the theater, mm-hmm. and we're going to do a. We're going to try to see what it sounds like when we do one on the way home, just to kind of give you guys a fresh view, or, or you know, give give our ideas fresh out of the theater. Now I cannot. I'm not going to take notes in a the theater, of course. So no, it probably won't be scene by scene when we do the spoiler one. Yeah, but I don't know. You see. To be fair, I think we should release a non-spoiler mm-hmm. and wait a couple weeks. Give every give everybody time to watch it and then do the spoiler. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel, I feel you. I think we could, I think we should do that because I hate when people spoil stuff for me. But yeah, but now they got all these movies going straight to like Voodoo and HBO Max, and people will be able to watch it the same day sitting on their couch. Yeah, but some people ain't dedicated. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. I'll give you that one. All right. So, after all these years, finally seen Phantasm, and I'm not even going to discuss whether I liked it, whether I didn't, the good, the bad, the ugly. I just want to get into this movie. I'm I'm ready to get into it, man. I'm ready to get into the summary of the cast. I'm ready to rock and roll with this. So, uh, We'll we'll keep the summary short and sweet. So the teenage boy and his friends face off against a mysterious grave robber known only as the Tall Man, who employs a lethal arsenal of unearthly weapons. That's it? That's it. Oh, it was short and sweet. I told you. All right, so Phantasm is a rated R film which came out in 1979, and it's classified as horror sci-fi. And it was written by Don... Coscarelli? I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. That's, that's the way it looks. So, And the cast uh, is starring Angus Scrim as Tall Man. And I believe that's how you say his last name, Scrim. Uh, A. Michael Baldwin is Michael. Reggie Bannister is Reggie. Bill Thornberry is Jody. And Kathy Lester is Lady in Lavender. That's her name. Yeah, that's well. That's what they had her down as. So she was evil. Well, I mean, I'm not so sure that she was really a lady. <laughs> she is. I looked. No, <laughs> because every time she popped up, they would like do a close up shot of her face, and then the tall man would appear in her face. Right. I think he was in disguise as a woman. Nah, they probably didn't have that good of a high tech stuff back in those days. He was a cross-dresser. <laughs> yeah. 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 <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway. So, Randy, you said you saw this movie, didn't you? Years ago? <clears throat> at first, I wasn't so sure. Because when we started watching it, there's a lot of stuff at the beginning that just did not ring a bell to me. And it could have just been because it's been so long since I've seen it. Right. But then there are certain scenes that I remember wholeheartedly. Right. So I, I think it's one of those things like it's been so long since I've seen it. I only remember the things that stuck out. Well, I got you. I, I've been that. I've, I've had that where 
I'm like, man, I've seen this movie. I know it. And yeah. then you start watching and you're like, uh-uh, I mm-hmm. guess not. Like, well, like the birds. Yeah. I thought I had seen the birds. And then once we started watching, I was like, no, but I know certain clips from it. Right. So, and then yeah. I've had movies that I've watched now that haven't been, that just came out like 20 years ago or something like that. Right. And I'm like, I don't remember that scene. Like, I remember the movie. Right. But then a scene pops up and I was like, what is that? And I'm glad you, you just brought that up. This has nothing to do. Okay, you know this has nothing to do with horror movies, but you've heard about the big like conspiracy stuff with Wizard of Oz, right? Like that, the midget hanging himself in the yeah. back. Okay, have you ever watched that stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, which we know what it is now, but yeah. I remember when I was in high school. Everybody was talking about it. Yeah, now did you ever play it with the Pink Floyd song? No. I did that. Me and a buddy did. And it actually goes with it. Have you not heard of this? Uh-uh. Yeah, there's a, I cannot think of the Pink Floyd song, but it's like one of their longest songs. But, like, there's a certain point you have to hit play on the song with the movie, and it fits up. It's pretty neat. Really? Yeah. But I found something out that I'd never known, and, I, and that's my wife's favorite movie is The Wizard of Oz. Did you know when they are on the task to go kill the Wicked Witch, did you know the Scarecrow brought a gun? And it's actually in the movie, like, yeah. Really? Yeah, like, there's a few, there's a couple scenes. Look it up. There's a couple scenes where... They're walking. To, it's all of them, you know. The lion, or lion. What is it? Uh, Tin Man, the Scarecrow, uh-huh. Dorothy. Yeah, and Scarecrow's in the middle of them, and he's got the gun. He's holding it up like this, and I did not realize he brought a little pistol with him. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's he another gonna, movie I haven't seen in a long time. He was gonna go gangster on he's the going <laughs> straight like we fit a cat. Yeah, I, but I seen that this weekend, and I was like, really? Huh? It's like holy cow! I never noticed he had a little pistol with him. That's crazy. Now you're going to make me watch a whole movie with, no. with Spotify on a Pink Floyd song. I'm sure it's on YouTube now. You can probably just look it up and it'll be there. But, I mean, it was back in the day when we had to have the CD player and you're like, now, hit play, yeah, yeah, and, you yeah. know, stuff like that. Lord. But, like, I remember there being a part where, like, it was, like, talking about her falling mm-hmm. or something like that. And then Dorothy falls off the fence. It's, you know, it's pretty neat. But I'm going to have to check it out now. <clears throat> but anyway. Anyway. Yeah. I just... <clears throat> Ah. Mm. Ah. Ah. What the heck was that? <laughs> I just happened to say uh, when you talked about that. Uh, I just happened to remember that Dagum Scarecrow thing. I, I, that tripped me out. So to get into this movie, are you ready? Let's do it. Okay. So opening scene, we see the screen is black, and then all of a sudden, in red letters, Phantasm. It looked pretty cool. Yeah, it did. I like that. Um. And then we see a White House, a big old White House, and I, you know, I had no idea what it was. Yeah. And we see a woman and a man, and the guy's name is Tommy. First thing off, they're having sex in the graveyard. It's it's a classic old school horror movie. Yeah. You know, there's got to be at least one boob shot in the whole movie. And it was literally just one of her boobs. <laughs> yeah, just one. But already caught a blooper. Yep. She's on top of the guy, and when it shows them, shows their feet, she's laying on top of him. But then when it cuts to like where you can see her, she's on top of him, like riding, sitting yeah. on top of him. And then it cuts back, and she's, she's laying. laying back down. Yeah. So anyway, just something I noticed, and you, I think you did too, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they're having this love scene, and out of nowhere, it's the woman in what what do they call her? Woman in lavender. Yeah, and she pulls a knife out and. Starts stabbing this dude, this guy that we know as Tommy now. And that's how the movie starts off. First thing. 
love scene and boob shot, then knife to the chest. Yeah, but then you get the creepy scene of it zooming in on her face. Yeah. It does like three different still shots, I think. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, the tall man's face shows up right on her face. Right. So that's why I think it's a... Yeah, he's a shapeshifter. <laughs> Maybe. But Tommy looks up and he sees him. It's like right before he dies, yeah. he got a glimpse of him. And so then it cuts to... Now it's morning time, or it's just the next day, and we see a sign that says Morningside. And I'm guessing that's what the funeral... Um, what is that called? Funeral home? The, it's called the mortuary. The I think it's the whole cemetery. Oh, the whole. Thing? I think the whole lot is Morningside. Gotcha. And they're at Tommy's funeral, and you see two guys. One of them's name is Reggie, and the other guy's name is Jody. And they're just talking about you know I can't believe that Tommy's dead. And they mention that it was suicide. Yep. So the the lady in lavender never got caught or nothing like that. So she, I'm guessing she never even existed. You know, I, I, it's the dude. I'm telling right. you, it's the guy. So uh, I, I I do know that Reggie says something about Jody's little brother. Yep. And he's like, no, that that this wouldn't be a good idea to bring Michael here. He calls him Mike. Yep. Everybody else calls him Michael. He says it wouldn't be a good idea to bring Michael to um, Tommy's funeral. You know, to see a dead body, yeah. especially after their parents. Did their parents just die? Or I don't what? know. If- I don't know if they just died or not because it shows the cemetery or it, there's a scene where he's in the mortuary and he's looking at the the little tomb cover mm-hmm. and it, they both died in, I think, 1977. Yeah, that's right. And the, the yeah, you're right, yeah. So, so they, I'm guessing they just died then because... It, it had to have been, you know, not too long ago. Well, because later in the show, uh, spoiler alert, when they're talking about Jody being dead, it says 78. Oh, so it was at least within the year. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Jody goes into, like you said, where they have... I thought it was kind of like a Jewish thing, but I guess it wasn't. A lot of I know a lot of Jewish people have it, uh, like the tombs. Yeah, yeah. But, so Jody walks in, and that's what he sees. It says, uh, there's a... Oh, what would you call that? A, It's a tomb, but I'm trying to think what the thing's called. A nameplate? Uh, yeah. Is that what it was? That what sure. Sure. I don't you know what I'm talking about though. Yeah, yeah. It's not a tombstone, but it's it's, it's the cover to the tomb. Right. Where the, the casket is. <clears throat> and it says Jody Senior and then underneath it says Ann, like A A N N. What's the name? Per, uh, Pearson? Pearson. Yeah. So he's just kind of looking at his mom and dad's uh funeral. Or not funeral, good God, gravesite. And he cuts to this kid on a dirt bike and he's riding through the cemetery. Well, we find out that that's Jody's little brother, Michael. And as Michael gets off his dirt bike, he's sitting there and he he's, has seen that now they're bringing out Tommy's body. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got like Tommy, or not Tommy, I'm sorry, Reggie and Jody and all the other pallbearers, they're pulling the casket out. And he's laying on, in the grass in these bushes with binoculars, um, the kid Michael. And he's watching all this go down because, you know, we find out later that he pretty much stalks his older brother, afraid that he's going to abandon him, I guess because of his parents passing away. Yeah. And as they uh, the funeral's over and they're all leaving, Michael is still sticking around, but he's looked through the binoculars and it shows finally the tall man. And which he's a creepy looking dude anyway. He is. And I thought the guy played it very well too. Oh, he yeah. did a great job. 
the tall man gets up, walks over to Tommy's casket, and just picks the whole thing up under his arm and just throws it in the hearse. Dude, stout. Yeah. And I even asked you, I was like, well, dude, is that Tommy's casket? And you're like, no. No, they didn't. Well, see, and they had commi- it confused me. Right. Because they, they, it was uh, Reggie and Jody were talking about his mom and dad passing away. Mm-hmm. Then it cut to them in the cemetery. So I thought <laughs> it was like a flashback. Right. So when you say that that's Tommy's casket, and I was like, no, I think it's when it, like his mom or his dad's or something like that. That's what I thought. Oh, okay. But then coming to find out, it actually was Tommy's funeral. Well, and I forgot to mention, too, right before the funeral starts, as Jody's looking at his parents' little tomb, he stands up, and all of a sudden, the tall man, like, grabs his shoulder, and he spins around, and he was like, uh, the funeral's about to begin, sir. And he does that big eyebrow. Yeah, and Jody's like, okay, thank you, sir, sir. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I thought I thought that was a pretty neat little, like, introduction into, yeah. you know? But, so after Michael sees the tall man just pick the casket up and throw it in there by himself, Michael goes to see this fortune teller. Mm-hmm. He knocks on the door, and this younger... Uh, woman, she's like, you here to see grandma again? Ain't that what she calls it, grandma? Yep. And this grandma looked just like Ozzy Osbourne. Boy, she did, didn't she? Yeah. Like, she had the glasses like Ozzy and that, it, I, it was the veil that she had over, like that black veil, kind of just reminded me of yeah. Ozzy. But, anyway, so she goes to visit, he goes to visit these fortune tellers, and what what was the purpose of him going there? Was it because of his brother or was it because of the tall man? I got confused on that part. I think it was um, it was his brother because he, he, they said something about he was afraid his brother was going to leave. Then she she talks or she leans over to the, her grandmother or whatever and she says, don't worry, if, her, if your brother leaves, he'll take you with him. Right, right. And the old lady does not talk. No. So it's kind of like her granddaughter's communicating with her. I don't know... Did it? Did it show even like was she whispering to her granddaughter? Or no, they were just looking at each other. Going, yep, just looking at each other. Well, anyway, he starts telling about you know just coming back from the funeral. Michael does. He's telling the fortune teller this, and he has a flashback of what happened when he was back in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. He tells him about the tall man picks up the casket and throws it in there, and he and he's like, but that's not the only thing that happened. He gets on his dirt bike and he takes off, and he's trying because it scared him. I think I'm guessing it just scared him, and he was trying to hurry get to the fortune teller's little place. Right. Well, it shows the tall man watching him, and all of a sudden, I it, to me it looked like the tall man like moved his eyebrows a little bit or something, but it knocked Michael off of his uh, dirt yeah. bike. Yeah, he he kind of turned his head all of a sudden. I didn't notice the eyebrows, but I, when as soon as he turned his head, it cut to Mike, and then he crashed the bike. Well. All of a sudden, as Michael's telling his story, this box appears in front of him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, whoa, how'd you do this? You know, he's like all shocked about it. And the uh, fortune teller, she's like, put your hand in the box. So he puts his hand in the box and he's scared to death. He's like, well, what is it? And she's like, just put your hand in the box. Don't be scared. Well, he does it and it kills because he puts his hand in the box and he's like, ow, this really hurts. Ow, you know what I'm saying? You could, come on, you had to get you onto that. The kid was so cheesy. <laughs> but what was the point of him putting a hand in the box? What did, what did you get away with that? I mean, like. It was. You really don't get a whole lot of it out at that point. Right. It's not until the end, closer to the end of the movie, 
where you get something out of it. Because she's telling him the whole time he's got his hand in the box. He said, it's stuck. It, it, it's hurt. It's, it's stuck. Excuse me. Yeah. So, and the woman's like, don't fear. Don't be afraid. Right. She, and she said, she says something about fear. I don't remember exactly what it was, but she was just trying to, I guess it was just one of those things, just like, trust me, put your hand in the box. Don't get, don't be afraid. Don't fear. And you, to me, I didn't get anything out of that at that moment. Right. Went until closer to the end of the movie where he started remembering that. Right. And actually picked something out of it. Well, the next scene, as, as he leaves, the next scene he cuts to Jody sitting on his stoop. He's stoop kid's afraid to leave his stoop. I was thinking so, so, yeah. <laughs> so Jody's sitting there playing guitar on his stoop. And we see an ice cream truck pull up, and it's Reggie. Reggie. Reggie gets out, brings his acoustic guitar over there, and they just start jamming. It's just, I mean, it's, it's literally just like a little three-minute scene of them just jamming. Which, fun fact, the guy that played Reggie is actually a musician and songwriter. Oh, really? That's why he was playing the guitar so well. And it, so it was kind of like the director was like, we're going to stick that in just to show you. Yeah, just to show you got some skills. That's pretty cool. He kept, Dude, he reminded me of one of the guys from The Monkees. Oh, Lord. Um, oh, what's that dude's name? Davey. No, Mickey. Not. Mickey. He kind of reminded me of Mickey. Hmm. I don't know why. I don't know. He just he did. I don't know why. See, I, I kept seeing Paul Heyman the whole time. Oh lord, the, that was that ponytail. Yeah, the ponytail. Let me correct you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, but then he looked like Hank in the face. He did. He he. Y'all look, and if y'all don't agree with us. Tweet us if you do. Tweet us. Let us know. That dude looked like a younger version of Hank, uh, Walter White's brother-in-law on Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. He did. I, I re- at first I was like, "Is that him?" I was like, "No, it's too." No, no, no. Yep. So I was gonna wait to the end to say this, but I wrote down a thing of negative and positives about this movie. Mm-hmm. I hate how they cut from scene to scene. It just bugs the crap out of me. Yeah. Like, okay, so it's just Reggie and them playing guitar, then boom, it just all of a sudden cuts to Jody going up to this bar. It jumped around a lot. Yeah. Like, why? Jody goes into this bar, and he meets this woman at the the bar, of course, and they're just having a couple drinks. Well, next thing you know, they're going out to the graveyard, and they start getting it on right there at Tombstone, which it's the same woman, the woman in Lavender. The woman in Lavender. Yep. And, of course, there's Michael right behind him. Creepy little brother, man. Watching him. Yeah. He's a stalker. And, and here comes the second boob shot. Yeah. And then Mike's in the bushes, and he just starts grinning like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Boobs. Well, then all of a sudden we hear, or Michael hears something behind him. And now that, that part did kind of, was creepy. He looked down, and you just saw something like running toward him real small. It looked like a little Ewok from... Star Wars? Yeah. Hey, 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 I still said it was the dudes off Spaceballs. It did. It, yeah, it did kind of look like them, too. It was like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> anyway, so Michael, go, but it's funny because now his older brother Jody and that woman, they're over there getting it on. Mm-hmm. And Michael just runs out of the bushes. Screaming. Yeah. And it's what's really weird about that that scene, he comes running out and gets past them before Jody lifts his head up, and looks around, and goes, "What's going on?" Yeah, I hate that. I did too. He's screaming bloody murder, gets past them, 
And Jody He's raises, almost out of the whole frame. Yeah, and Jody raises his heads up and he's just like What the heck? Yeah, I'm Candy's like, in his mouth. Yeah, I was just weird. I mean, I don't know, because the kid screamed while he was still in the bushes. Yeah, before he ever come running out, he was screaming. So he takes off and Jody's like, I gotta go see what's going on with my little brother. It appears that something's wrong with him. Yeah. <laughs> so it cuts to Michael, and uh, he's at his house, and he starts going to bed. Looks like everything's all right, you know. Yeah. Because he, he he does tell Jody about what um, he saw in the bush. Mm-hmm. He just says it was, what he said, like a small little person. Something small. and No, he, he rhymed with it. Yeah, it was, uh, he was like small and round and low to, or what was it? Small, small and brown, brown and low, and low to, the to the ground. Yeah, small yeah. and brown, low to the ground. And... He late finally, you know, Jody's like, I'm sure it wasn't nothing. It was probably a gopher. And he's like, it wasn't a gopher, you know. (laughs) So it does show Michael going to bed and it looks like, you know, everything's cool. To me, this was the scariest part of the whole movie. This is the, and this is the most iconic scene of the whole movie. And this scene, actually, my mom says this scene is what gave her nightmares about this whole movie. She would wake up in the middle of the night and she would see that guy standing over her bed. Yeah, because, I mean, it, it was cool. All of a sudden he's asleep. And when the camera pans back, the bed is in the middle of the cemetery, and the tall man is over, you know, standing over his head of his bed. And what does he say? Does he say anything? I don't think he says anything. See, I thought he said something, and then all of a sudden, these figures like come up from the ground and start pulling on him. I don't think he says anything. That scene is actually rated in the top twenty-five of uh, uh, scariest horror scenes. I'm gonna have to look it up. I really thought he said something. I thought he said something. But it was good though. I re- I like that. Yeah, it's a good shot. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Now here's another here's another shot to me. The next one. So it goes from that to cuts to the next day, and Michael's walking down the sidewalk. It's mm-hmm. daytime, and we see Reggie across the road. He's in his ice cream. Er, he's working uh, out of his ice cream truck, and Michael looks to see him be okay. He's got his lollipop. He's just walking down, and all of a sudden he looks across the street. And there's the tall man walking. The dude, how he walked, was even creepy. Oh, yeah. I did like that. It was free, And it was like he didn't have – it looked like his hair was perfectly placed, mm-hmm. but then it still bounced when he walked. Yeah. And then his hands – he didn't just walk with his hands out normally. He, he sauntered. Yeah. Almost. It was almost like a really weird saunter. Yeah, and I, I read where the guy was like six foot four. So he, he actually wore lifts in his shoes during that movie. Did he really? look taller. Wow. Yeah. But it was just the way he walked. I was like, that's creepy. And he stops – Right when he gets to the ice cream truck, and he just glazes over and looks over across the street, and he sees Michael, and they make eye contact. Mm-hmm. But Michael starts, he he doesn't flip out where he runs, but he's like, <gasps> like he's kind of like getting nervous. Well, then <laughs> Reggie opens that thing to get some ice cream out of the back, and that you can see the small fog, whatever, come out of it. Mm-hmm. What the heck was that all about when he was moving his hands around? and The tall man? Yeah. It. I don't know if it was just like... Because what it was, was it was like the vapor from the ice, the smoke from the ice. Mm, uh, yeah. I, you get ice blocks and stuff, they get they just start smoking when you get them out in the heat. That's kind of what it was. But he just kind of sit there, and as that, that smoke that looked like fog around him, right. he just started breathing it in, and he was just like, oh. It was just <laughs> weird looking. I'm going to let you talk about the next scene, about where Michael's underneath the car. So this guy, I don't know what it is. This kid is 13 years old. And he knows about cars. He knows how to work on cars. So he's, after all this is going on, he's actually 
back at the house and they've got this old like muscle car and I don't even I'm not a big car guy so I don't know exactly what kind of car it was yeah I didn't either but it is um he's underneath it he's doing some work on it and then he starts hearing stuff and then the car starts shaking and he starts hearing that same growling noise from the groundhogs yeah and uh, the gophers the gophers, <laughs> gophers that's what it was and uh all of a sudden the um Ah, what's the jack? The jack. Yeah, yeah, couldn't think of the word. The jack starts shaking and moves. The car drops, <laughs> and it, it barely moves when it drops. Yeah. And I thought, okay, kid's small. He's be good. No, you look. They get a shot underneath the car, and this kid just got his head wedged in between. <laughs> he's got his head wedged in between the concrete floor and the car, <laughs> and he's just like, yeah. Uh, uh, it was funny. Uh, and then out of nowhere, uh, there's a set of boots in front of his face, and he smashes it like a hammer. Smashes the toe of the boot and it's Jody. And I'm sorry, but the sound effect was horrible. It was like dink and dink. And Jody's like, oh, <laughs> like, it, oh my gosh, it was such a horrible reaction. It was so bad. But yeah, that, 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 that was probably my favorite part with that kid's head. He was like, ah, uh, dang it. And it. You would think a car would bounce whenever it's dropped, and it would probably do a whole lot more damage than that. Right. No, this kid's head is just wedged in between the <laughs> car and the ground. And he's just kind of... Uh, uh, uh. That 70s hair uh, helped it. Yeah, I guess, I man. guess so. Oh, man. But this is another scene where, like, he gets up and he's telling Michael, you know, because Michael's like, what the F? What are you doing? Yeah. You know, because he hit his toe. And he was like, no, it was them little brown things, man. They were They were up on the car and they were shaking it, you know. And... I can't remember if he tells him he's going to the funeral home or if he just sneaks out that night. I think he just sneaks out because he goes, gets his knife, puts it in his on a little sheath on his, you know, leg. And... Right. So, um, Michael goes into the funeral home, or he goes to break into the funeral home, pretty much. And is I'm trying to figure out was that a was it a basement window that he knocked out? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was uh, like uh, the underneath basement part of the mortuary. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. So Michael gets finally into the funeral home, and he, you know, he, he's creeped around because he's trying to figure out exactly what's going on with these little people because he's trying to prove that he's not crazy. And Michael goes into this room, and all these caskets are in there. They're like on display, I guess, to where if you, you know, if a loved one dies, you get to pick the casket out and all that good stuff. Yeah. But the head of the casket, all the caskets are open. Well, he he hears something, he hurries up and he jumps into the casket and he sets a little lighter. Did you see the lighter? Mm-hmm. So he closes the lid. Well, all of a sudden we see this man who is apparently the caretaker. He comes into the room and he's looking at all the caskets. Well, he walks right up to the one Jody, or not Jody, Michael's hiding in. And you see his hands, he's going toward the lid to raise the lid up. And out of nowhere, the tall man comes in behind him. And he doesn't really even say anything to him. Just the caretaker turns around and follows him. Yeah, he opens the door, steps into the door frame. The guy turns around and looks at him. He just puts his hands behind his back. Right. Like he's just standing there, you know? And since, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and let you explain these two because you've already, you said you remember those scenes where Michael runs from the silver ball and then caretaker yeah it's so michael he's he sneaks out after the guy while he gets out of the casket and he starts walking through and it goes through the hole where the tombs are and the the marble walls and everything and he's walking through there looking at everything 
Well, he walks to the end of it, and he comes up on like this black door, right? This big black door, and it's got these old, um, I don't know, like statue figure faces right above it or whatever. And he just and he hears something on the other side of the door. Sounds like like the growling that he heard before. And then uh, he turns around and he goes back, and he's just kind of standing there. And then the same caretaker or, or whatever the guy is, comes up behind him. Puts him in a daggum sleeper hold. Right. And he's struggling and fighting him. And then we get the first silver ball. Yeah. And I was waiting for that, too, because I was yeah. like, okay, what is this little silver ball? So these, uh, the silver ball just comes around the corner, just comes zooming around the corner, comes flying at the both of them. And at one point, it gets a close-up shot of it, and these two little knives mm-hmm. stick out to the side of it or something. Yep. And it's just making its way, which, another fun fact for you. How they got those those balls, the shots on those balls, they had a baseball player throw the ball like a pitcher, throw the ball, and then they played it backwards. Really? That's how they got it to fly that way. It was weird. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So anyway, so Michael's in a sleeper hole, <laughs> and the caretaker down there, well, he, Michael bites the fire out of this dude's uh, arm. I know. I was shocked. Like, he bit him, and then all of a sudden they started showing this really bad fake blood. I yeah, mean, it's that old looked, 70s, you know, blood. It was real thick, ketchup yeah. look, yeah. Yeah, it almost looked like mayonnaise ketchup together. Yeah, yeah I've seen that. Um, but he bites him. That's, that blood starts pouring. He, I mean, he bit the crap out of him. The <laughs> guy, caretaker wasn't letting go. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. Well, he finally let go, and that ball just started zooming its way, and the caretaker looks up, and it catches him in the forehead. Yes. And then, and I kind of forgot how, how this looked. But then this little drill popped out, mm-hmm. like right in the middle of it, just a little bit lower, and started drilling a hole. Yeah, like right at the top of this guy's the bridge of his nose. Right, and it for it to be like night the seventies, mm-hmm. it looked pretty good. It did, yeah. I thought it looked yeah. really good. But then you get more of the fake blood. Yeah, that, you know that really bad fake blood. But what I really like is the hole on the back of the ball started spewing blood. Yes, I, I thought like that, that was really cool looking. Yeah. And then the caretaker, he's just kind of shaking and all this kind of stuff. Well, he falls, and then it shows Michael over on the wall, and then the, the guy pees on himself. You didn't see that? Uh, no, I didn't see that. The, the, at the floor, it I don't it, I don't know if it was supposed to be pee, if it was embalming fluid. I don't know what it was, but it straight looked like the dude just peed his pants. Who, Michael? No, uh, the, the caretaker. caretaker. Well, I never. I guess I never noticed. His body's on the ground. His his leg legs is twitching. Yeah, and he's peeing on the floor. So he's. <clears throat> so he gets up, takes off, and he's just kind of standing around. And then all of a sudden, the tall man pops up, mm-hmm. and they just kind of stare each other down for a second. And I love how the tall man says, "Boy, yeah, that's all he calls him, <laughs> boy." Yeah. Well, and it's it's weird because it's almost like they mirror each other. Like they're just standing there staring at each other. And then as soon as Michael gets ready to walk, the tall man starts walking. Yep. And they, you know, he kind of stops and then starts walking a little bit more. And they both walk the same speed. Well, they get like face to face with each other. The music hits. Michael takes off running. And the way the tall man, like, when as soon as Michael takes off running and then the tall man took off running, that trip, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you gonna get him. But I really, and I really do like this how the tall man would chase him. Yes. It wasn't just like, I'm running after you chase it. The whole time he's running, his arms are extended out. Yes. Like he's like, I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get you. Yes. It's that, you know, it's that typical, 
old bad guy where he's just chasing you and he's you know as soon as he gets an arm reach he's yours oh yeah yeah it, it looked really good I, I did enjoy that scene I I mean because it, it did it tripped me because when he reached out the first time I was like oh he got him yeah and he didn't I was like oh yeah. <laughs> so I did like that it, I ain't gonna lie yeah, it looked good and so he's chasing him all through the little mortuary thing and then what was it? oh and then he goes into like the, the basement again the, the back room yeah and he hurries up and shuts the middle door, and then he puts a board over it to lock it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, good, he got away. Well, then all of a sudden, you keep hearing, like, yeah, a little tap. Yeah. And it the camera pans over, and he has actually caught the tall man's hand. Not just his fingers, his hands in the door. Yeah, and it's not like the door is partially open. No. This door is fully shut on this guy's hand, and it's just kind of moving. And Michael's got a knife. And he goes ahead and he cuts the dude's fingers off, but instead of blood pouring out, it's yellow stuff. So maybe mm-hmm. is, was that in the caretaker too, or did it, or did it look more like pee? No, no, no. What came out of the caretaker looked like ap- like uh, apple juice. Oh, okay. I see. I didn't see that. And what came out of the tall man's fingers looked like vanilla pudding. Right. So, yeah, but more yellow. So, and it's funny because you know his fingers fall, and you can hear the tall man hollering. Michael goes over and picks up one of the fingers and puts it in his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Takes off running. What kind of kid in his right mind would pick up a severed finger to put it in the pocket? Well, and then here's another scene. It goes from this big intense to boom, it just cuts. And he's asleep on the stairs. Yeah, he's asleep on the stairs with a shotgun. And the box moving. And Jody uh, comes downstairs and he wakes his you know brother up, but he takes a shotgun and he's getting all the shells out first. Mm-hmm. And he's and he tells him what happened. He's like, I got proof. I got to show you. And he's like, Go, go ahead, show me. And he he tells him he's got his finger, and he hands the box to Jody. And Jody goes, It's in here. He goes, Yeah. Pulls a little pin or whatever he had where he you couldn't open it. He barely lifts it open, and he sees the finger in that yellow goo stuff, and it's the finger's moving. Mm-hmm. He just shuts it, and all he says is, Okay. I believe you. I'm like, really? That's all you needed? Yeah, I'm like, that. that's it right there. You just saw a severed finger, which was still moving, and you're just like, mm, okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what do we do? And <clears throat> I think, yeah. So he goes, puts the finger back up in his bedroom, and now they're trying to come up with a strategy, and they're like, we're going to go back to the, the mortuary. We're going to find out what's going on. And he goes, we should call the cops. And he goes, go get your fingers and we have proof. Well, he goes up there and the box ain't moving no more. So, instead of just keeping the box shut, Michael opens the box and I guess it's a fly. The finger turned into a big old freaking mean fly. It looked like a fly in the box, but then the very next scene, Michael falls down and he's just kind of setting up and you hear the, the fly mm-hmm. and it starts crawling up the back of his head. Dude, I, I hated that too. <laughs> I don't like that crap. <laughs> But when it was on his head, it looked like a beetle. I don't know, man. I think it was a fly, though. Yeah, because it sounded like a fly, yeah, too. Yeah. So Michael grabs this big fly and wraps it up in a shirt and runs down to the uh, stairs. But it's funny because it's just throwing him around. You can hear it like trying mm-hmm. to fly off. Well, then when he gets down there, Jody grabs it and it's throwing Jody around. And he's like, the garbage disposal. Put it down the garbage disposal. <laughs> So they put it down in garbage disposal. They turn it on, and it sounds like it's cutting it all up. And all of a sudden, Jody raises his uh, that shirt up in his big old hole, and he's like, "Would you look at that?" (laughs) 
would you just look at it? Yeah, you know. Well, Reggie pops in out of nowhere, mm-hmm. you know. And as soon as Reggie pops in, then the freaking thing just flies out. Fly, like, Not, flies up Reggie's back. Yeah. And then attacks Michael. I don't know if it just scared him where he fell or if it knocked yeah. him over. But he falls down. So Reggie's on the ground. They finally get to fly again back into a t-shirt. And this time, instead of put, they put it in the garbage disposal. But Jody takes a knife and just stabbing the piss out of it. Mm-hmm. Turns the garbage disposal on and finally gets rid of the big fly. Excuse me. So, now it cuts, because it's funny, because uh, Reggie's laying there, Reggie's like, what in the heck is going on here, you know? <laughs> Next scene, Jody goes to the funeral home, and he and he tells his little brother, he's like, I want you to stay with Reggie, and he's, and he's like, I, you know, I'm going to get in, go see exactly what's going on, and Michael tells Jody, he's like, well, I, I broke the, the glass out in the basement window. He mm-hmm. tells him where to go. So Jody goes into the basement, and I mean he's not even there a couple minutes. And I did think this was a pretty neat shot. He down in this dark basement, he flicks the light on, and you see a short person, the shadow, come up behind him. Did you did you see that part? Yeah, when he was standing up, because mm-hmm. it looked like a taller one. Yeah, because I was like, oh dang, I was like that one's tall, and all of a sudden yeah. he all of a sudden this little person dives on top of uh, Jody. It starts attacking him. Well, Jody has the gun, uh, pistol in his pocket. And, and there's scrunch around fighting. Well, finally, he gets the pistol, and he's finally able to take a shot. Go ahead, go ahead. This dude is brave. That's all I got to say. Cause, uh-huh. Because he's got this little dude on his back fighting. He grabs his pistol and not even aiming it. Just puts his hand up in the air and points it backwards. And it looks like the gun's aiming at his head. <laughs> and he just happens to hit the guy. On it, no, he's lucky. He didn't blow his own brains out. Well, he, he shoots the little dwarf off of him, and the little dwarf, whatever, gets up and starts coming at him again. Where well, he, he fires like three or four more shots in him, mm-hmm. which he's got an extra clip anyway. He get, finally gets out of the basement. And all of a sudden, I did like this shot. As he's running, you just see two headlights come mm-hmm. on. Well, this hearse starts chasing Jody. Jody gets all the way down to the end of the driveway. He takes a couple shots, and the hearse goes around him. Well, all of a sudden, you see two headlights coming back toward Jody. Well, he's got this pistol ready. And this is the only thing gets me is the car pulls up and it just stops. And Jody's like, who's who's in there? It's his car. It's his car. And, okay, he's holding a gun against the car. And Michael's the one driving. And Michael, instead of saying, it's just me. He, yeah. just, he just lets his brother, like, creep around the car and everything. Holding a gun. But, so it was Michael to come and save the day. Da, 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 da. Yeah, and all of a sudden, here comes the hearse again, and it's this big chase scene to where finally Michael's like, "Hey, the shotgun's in the back," and he goes, "But there's no one driving. There's no one driving." He's like, "Let them get right up on you." So they get right beside each other, and of course Michael states the obvious: "There ain't nobody driving it." He shoots the uh, tire out from underneath. I think he shoots the tire, and then is it was it the. Uh, well, he takes a couple shots at the windshield. Yeah. And, sh- and like, busts the windshield all up. Then he gets back in, reloads, and he's like, uh, speed up, I'm going to hit the engine. And that's what, it, yeah. So then he shoots the hood, and the hood explodes. And he shoots it again. And then all of a sudden, it starts swerving. and It hits this tree. Yep. And they pull over, and Jody gets out to go inspect to see who's driving. Well, when he opens it up, there's a little dwarf in there. And the tree had punctured him. Mm-hmm. And he's like... I can't believe it. it. It went through him. 
and he takes the hood off, and it's actually his buddy's uh, body, Tommy. Yep. The one that died in the beginning of the movie. Yep. And he's got yellow stuff coming all out of his mouth and stuff. But it's just his head. It doesn't show his body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they mentioned that they were being crushed to like three feet. So I don't know if it's actually his body or not, but it's his head for sure. Well, it's funny because you said everybody needs a buddy like this. Reggie. Jody just calls Reggie out of nowhere at the phone booth, and he's like, hey, bring your ice cream truck. <laughs> it cuts back to Reggie showing up, and they're pulling out Tommy's body. And what he say? He's like a... Man, he's he, he's he said, like this guy's not gonna leak over my ice cream, is he? No, not that far. We're talking about. He's like, he's only half the, half his body. And oh, he still yeah. weighs like two hundred fifty pounds. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but yeah, and, that, and then when he puts him in the freezer, that's when he says, "This guy isn't gonna leak all over my ice cream, is he?" And they're like, "No." Yeah, everybody needs a friend like Reggie. No questions asked. And, just pick up a body, put it in the freezer. Yeah, we'll take care of the situation later. Yep. You know. Um, and then now here here's a whole other part. I mean, you even looked at you like what? Uh, Jody tells Michael, "Go with Reggie, and he's going to take you to Sally." Yeah, Ant- and some Susie. kind of antique store. Yeah, and all of a sudden it just cuts to an antique store, and we have no idea who Sally is or Susie. No idea. Never seen them before. Right. So it's like these characters. Like, were they cousins? Were they aunts? You have no idea. Now I did like you know as. <clears throat> Excuse me, because Reggie dropped Michael off. As Michael's going through looking at all the antique stuff, he sees this old black and white picture. I did think this was neat. It's a picture of a horse and buggy in front of the funeral home. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, the guy that's steering the horse and buggy is the tall man. Yep. And it goes into the picture, and, the, and all of a sudden you see the picture moving. The tall man looks over at Jody, or not Jody, I'm sorry, Michael. And then he goes looking back into like he was the pitcher, and it just freezes up. Yep. I do think that's pretty neat. It reminded me of kind of it. Yeah, it, yeah, from when they were going through the scrapbook. Mm-hmm. And what I was really cool about it is that the picture at first was the far away shot of the the buggy with the house behind it. Yeah. But then after he moved and then turned back, it was the picture ended up being a close shot of his face. Right. I liked how they did that. I got wrote down here Jody's nightmare, but I can't remember what happened in Jody's nightmare now. Because he's remember he's back at the house and he's sitting in the recliner and he lays his head back. But I cannot remember what happened in Jody's nightmare. Oh, he uh, popped up in the mort- the mortuary, like where all the tombs were and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was sitting at the end of the hall, and then uh, the tall man popped up and I think he said something. <laughs> I don't remember. <coughs> but then uh, the tomb right behind him busted open and then. Bunch of hands started grabbing them and pulling them into the the tomb. Right. Okay. I'm yeah. I remember that now. And all while, and like I said, he's he's just sitting at home chilling. Yep. Like that was just a nightmare. Michael convinces Sally and Susie to bring him to Jody. And while they're on the road, he's sitting in the back seat. Well, don't they see the ice cream truck tipped over? Yep, on its side. Yeah, because right before that, Reggie is driving his ice cream truck, and you can hear that noise again, and something's making noise in the back of the ice like cream a truck. Growl. Yeah. So as Sally, Susie, and Michael are all uh, driving to take Michael home, all of a sudden they see the truck, they stop, and they're like, "Is that Reggie's?" And I know where here comes the little brown, like two or three of them. Yeah, little midget people. <laughs> Little bodies come in there and just start attacking them. I'm just calling them uh, 
the little, uh, ah, what'd you call them? The, um, space balls. I don't know what they're called. Dink dinks. Yeah, dink dinks. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll just call them little dink dinks. <laughs> now, did they, I know they're attacking all three of them, but did they throw uh, Michael out the back window? It looked like it. And they took off with the girls. It looked like they just shoved his little tail out the window. But I was wondering if he jumped out or if they threw him Ooh, out. Ooh, it looked like that dude Becker shoved him through the glass. <laughs> Do you want to tell this next scene about Jody locking Michael into his room? Oh, my gosh. But he finally make, he makes it uh, back home. Michael does. Mm-hmm. And that's what kills me. This kid just got thrown out a back window. And he just wakes up and I guess he goes home. You know, but... Tell that about where Jody. Well, he walks in and Jody holds him and he's like, I got to go back there. And he was like, yeah. He's like, you're staying here. And he starts fighting him. He doesn't want to go. Jody ends up carrying him upstairs on his back and he's cussing him. Hitting well, he cussed him. like a little sailor, ain't he? Yeah, he was. So Jody throws him in the room, shuts the door and jams a screwdriver in, you know, between the door. And I was like, dang, pretty good. It does work. Yeah, it did <laughs> work. So... Then it shows like a uh, shot from Michael's window and he's pacing around. He goes over, hits the door a couple times and he paces back over to the bed and then he runs back over to the door and starts kicking it. And Eventually, he just goes over and sits down at his desk and he's got a shotgun shell in his hand mm-hmm. and he's just kind of banging the shell and I remember thinking, I was like, boy, you hit that wrong. That's what I thought, Your yeah. Your hand is gone. Yeah. And he gets, the, and there's a, a hammer. Where, I don't know where the hammer came from. It just happened to be there. I don't know. But then he looks up on the board, and he's got this shell in his hand. He looks on the board, and he takes a tack mm-hmm. or a little pin or something. And he's sitting there thinking. You can tell him thinking, and I already know what he's thinking. So he takes the tack or the pin, puts it on the uh, the strike point of the right. shotgun shell, takes some tape, wraps it around that, and tapes it to the hammer. And I thought, yeah, he's fixing to blow a hole in the door. Sure enough, goes over to the door and just slams it and boom! Pops a big old hole in the door, sticks his hand through, moves the screwdriver, and takes off. Now, would that really work like that? It does work like that. I was wondering. I've seen seen little booby traps that people have made with a bottle cap. Mm -hmm. Well, they'll take a nail and they'll drive it through the end of the bottle cap and then attach a um, shotgun shell to the inside of the bottle cap and you set it down and then as soon as you step on the top of it, yeah, it's weird. Well, I mean, you step on top of it? Yeah, you like you bury it into the ground just enough where you can step on the shotgun shell. And then as soon as your pressure hits it, it hits the pin, hits the nail, drives it down, no more foot. Golly. Yeah, some people are vicious, man, I'm telling you. Yeah, really? But if you don't want, you know, <clears throat> random people walking through your yard, that's one way to stop them. Right. So anyway... We do not recommend trying this at home. Yeah, really. Disclaimer. So as he, like you said, he hits the shotgun shell against the door. It blows the hole in the door. He's able to get out finally. But as, as soon as he gets down, I love it because he opens the door and there's the tall man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, I've, been I've been waiting, waiting for, for you, boy. boy. <laughs> and he grabs a hold of him. He's like, uh, or no, he, he starts to take off running, don't he? Yeah. And he's like, this game's been fun, but... It's time to come home or something like that. And he, but he does finally pick up uh, Michael. And Michael's reaction, he's just like, huh. Yeah, like, he's, he's like, uh, what's going on? Yeah, like, that kid was not the best actor. and you know, no, he really wasn't. You were ready to kill him by the, yeah. by the first 25 minutes. But the tall man, uh, I, I, did, I did like that. How he was, It was just the way he presented himself, man. 
He just looked creepy. Yeah, he did. And he moved creepy. So, did he get away from the tall man? Yeah. He and, uh, did he get away at that point? I don't know because I know the no, name. No, no, no. He put him in the uh, hearse. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, he puts him in the hearse. There's another scene that me and you said made no sense. Go ahead and talk about it. So, he's in the hearse. And the tall man's driving the hearse. Michael just happened to have the... He had a gun in his, his pocket that he grabbed before he went up to the front door mm-hmm. and got caught. So, he's in the back of this hearse and he's trying to kick the window out of the back. He can't get it. Remembers he's got the gun. Pulls the gun out and starts aiming at the back glass. Why he didn't just shoot the man in the back of the head, I don't know. Right. If I, you know, if I was worried about some dude killing me, you know, and I had mm-hmm. a gun, so he shoots out the back glass, and then, and then he shoots at the floor of the hearse, through the floor into the tire, shoots out a back tire. Yeah. I thought, okay. Yeah. This kid's smart. So then the <coughs> hearse starts flipping or it starts moving around. Kid just launches himself out of the back of the house. <laughs> and the, he, okay, and he landed softly on that gravel road, and I was like, and then he got right up and took off. Oh yeah, this kid's tough, man. Yeah. And then the hearse hits a utility pole and explodes. Right. So Michael gets away. He runs to the mortuary, mm-hmm. and if that's what you want to call it, and Jody's there. Well, Jody has already pulled out his parents casket i think it's his dad's casket yeah well michael gets there and sees that the casket's out and he's like i'm sorry dad and he goes to raise it up to check because they're wanting to see if they're family because they're realizing that the bodies are being used yep and they're wanting to see if their mom and dad are still in their casket or if they're they've been turning these small little people so michael opens the casket and there's no body and he starts flipping out and i believe uh Don't Michael grab, or yeah, don't Jody grab Michael real quick? Michael takes off running and runs into Jody. Yeah, and he's like, I just opened the casket and dad's not there, you know, and he's like, it's okay. Well, all of a sudden you hear the little silver ball coming. And it comes around the corner and boom, here comes the spikes. And right before it can get to Michael, Jody shoots it with his shotgun. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Anyway, and, uh, they find the the black door. Now Reggie all of a sudden is is there, and he's yep. not dead. They thought he was dead. Reggie pops in, which I was happy. I was like, good. I didn't want Reggie dying. And Michael's like, this is the black door. We've seen a few people go through the black door, haven't we? Wasn't that the door that people were like? It showed the girl going in, and she screamed. Yep. So they open this black door they walk in and there's all these like what little barrels black barrels they look like yeah just like black like 55 gallon drums or something and they look in and I guess that's the little people's bodies mm-hmm. now it never showed no it doesn't <clears throat> they look over by the end of the room and there's two like stainless steel pipes and Michael goes over to it and he goes to touch like between it and all of a sudden you can see his hand disappearing mm-hmm. so it's like going into another realm a different world and he remembers this is where you somebody he remembers being back at the fortune teller uh, place where they're like don't be scared stick your hand in the box just right. don't be scared I didn't really <clears throat> this part confused me so he sticks his hand in and all of a sudden it sucks him in mm-hmm. what did he what was he seeing the way they described it in the movie 
after he was pulled back out was it was another planet. And what he, what he was seen... Was like the gateway to them? I, I guess so. And what it was was a bunch of the little people. The little... <coughs> pin, ping pings. Whatever yeah. you call them. Ping pings. Call, call them Ewoks. <laughs> and uh, they were carrying these barrels. And there was a line of them. And they were just all carrying these barrels. Right. So then... Mike or Jody grabs Michael by the belt loop, pulls him back out, and he starts and he's smoking. Yeah, like I, I noticed he looks was, like it was real cold or something. Yeah, and uh, so then Michael starts talking about it. He knows what it is. He's like they're slaves and and all this kind of stuff. And once again, Michael's acting is terrible. When he goes into the other realm, his facial he can't do. They relied on this kid to do too many facial expressions. Yeah, and he couldn't pull it off. Mm. But like you said, he pulls them out, and he's just like, "I know what it is. They're slaves." Yeah. And you know, it's just, I don't know. Well, all of a sudden, you hear, it, "I did think this is neat, though." You hear, and the lights go out, and it's funny because Michael's like, "Hey, I think I got a lighter," and he opens, he, t- he flicks the lighter on, and all of a sudden, there's one of them dink dinks in his face, and the light, the, the flame goes out, and you can hear them like, "Michael, is that you? Hey, where you at?" And all I can think of is Three Stooges. Because that's what, if you've ever watched Three Stooges, it's like every time they get in a uh, fight with somebody, like in the dark, somebody will have a light. And I was just waiting for like Shimp to pop up and go, Here I am, Mo. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just one of my favorite episodes. It was, I love Three Stooges. Yeah. But yeah, I was just waiting, for, like, I just kept waiting for every time they flicked a the light on a lighter, there was another one behind them or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. But it did. It reminded me of Three Stooges. I know people listen to this part like, that's my favorite movie and you're, you're ruining it. But I'm just saying, that's the first thing I thought of was Three Stooges. It was because it was the way they were talking. Yeah. You know? And it, it, it was like that cheesy sound. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really was. Um, so, <laughs> it could, now all of a sudden, after the lights do come back on, they're gone except for Reggie. Mm-hmm. And Jody, he is in a graveyard and there's a girl behind him. So, like, I don't know how he ended up out in the graveyard all of a sudden. But Jody's walking, and... It's another one of those just quick cuts. Right. Jody's walking, and we see the girl in Lavender. And she's actually holding the knife up. She's, like, not really in bushes, but, like, the tree limbs are kind of over. Yeah. So, you think she's fixing to stab Jody. And Reggie goes over to the pipes. And I don't know... It had a flashback... What was it? Him tuning his guitar or something like that? Yeah, he had a tuning fork on his guitar. Yeah. At the whenever he come in, they started jamming or whatever. Right. And he put his two fingers on the tip of the tuning fork. Right. And he had that flashback, so he decided he wanted to do the same thing to these two little poles. So Reggie walks up to these poles and he puts his hand hands over them, and he just like quickly puts his hands on top, and she goes <gasps> like she takes a deep breath, and all of a sudden it's like the wind just starts I don't know like everything's being sucked into between these pipes and he's trying to crawl away it's even trying to pull him back the barrels are falling on him and rolling in there right it's like it's like he opened the doors to that realm that's the way I took it I mean I may be wrong but um so as all these barrels are going into this new realm Reggie finally he actually does end up getting out the door so as Reggie is out of the room. He's actually 
going outside now. And it's like like the wind is like still trying to suck him into the building. That's how strong it is. And they show different shots of Jody screaming for Michael and Michael screaming for Jody. And now Reggie's coming outside. And every, the wind's just going crazy. Right. And as he's getting out, he's crawling, ain't he? He's not standing yet, is he? And he's crawling. He's crawling out of the room. Right. Once he gets to the front door of the, the little mortuary, he's standing. Oh, he's he able to. Okay. Him. Well, as he gets down the steps, he sees the woman in lavender. She's laying there, and he walks over to her, and he gets down, and all of a sudden she stabs him in the belly. And I was like, "Dang it, they killed Reggie!" <laughs> I was like, "Golly." So sad. Well, <clears throat> at this time, as he's dying. It cuts back to Jody and Michael, and they find each other. Like, you know, they finally found him. They're like, where's Reggie? Let's go get Reggie. Well, as they're heading to go see Reggie, as the woman's kind of like, she leaves the knife in him, and he lays down. He's kind of like reaching out. When the woman stands up, this is another shot that you said. It zooms in on her face, and then it flashes real quick, and it's the tall man. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's, I'm telling you, dude, he's a, like, metamorphosis guy. He just transforms. Right, right. He's a transformer. That's what it is. He's like your favorite film, uh, Jason Goes to Hell. His body, you know, Jason goes to <laughs> goes to each other. This might be the very last podcast that we do together. Hey, off I, record, you told me you really enjoyed that movie. And no. No. <laughs> I would probably watch that before I'd watch Black Christmas again. <laughs> you are never going to leave Black Christmas alone. No, I you? won't, David. <laughs> so, anyway... Uh, so they find Reggie, and Michael's wanting to help Reggie, and Jody's like, no, 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 Reggie's dead, he's gone. So they take off, and Jody and Michael get to the house, and Jody just leaves Michael again at the house. He goes back. I don't keep understanding why Jody wants to leave Michael and go back. You know what I'm saying? He's weird. He's what? He's weird. My whole family's weird. Does it ever show Jody after he leaves again? Not until the hole. The what? Not until the hole at the end. Okay, so, well, I've got it says Jody leaves Michael at house, and then where's the tall man come in? I can't. Remember, I cannot remember where. He starts chasing Michael, and yeah. they start running through the 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 woods, like wooded areas. And he uh, he's talking to him. He's like, it's enough for the games, boy. It's time to die. Right. So he's just chasing him. He gets, uh, he says that, and then these two tombstones pop up out of the ground. Mm-hmm. And then Michael goes through the hole, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. And he just takes off running where he walks in. It's like quicksand or mud or something. Yeah. Gets out of that. The tall man's still chasing him. Well, then he finally gets to this point where it's like these bushes, and then the woman in lavender. Is just standing there with a knife. Yeah. And he says the same thing to her. Don't be afraid. Yeah. And then he busts through the bushes. And then the tall man just, like, he stops for a second. And then mm-hmm. the tall man pops up out of nowhere. Right. And then it goes on the whole chase thing again. Right. Well, he finally gets a hold of, like, he gets, like, right up on him. And then all of a sudden, Michael just takes his big jump. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, why is he jumping? Well, there's this... Apparently, he's got this little mine shaft. There was a sign on the ground as they were running. It says, danger, caution, mine shaft, open right. mine shafts or something like that. <clears throat> so, they he takes off running. And I guess the tall man didn't see it. And he steps right on this, like, mine shaft cover. and Falls he, into the hole. He does that whole grab onto the edge thing. And he grabs Michael's foot. Yeah. 
Michael gets free and there's just like out of nowhere it shows this hill and these rocks start falling. And what what did you say? I said, I swear, if he gets that rock perfectly in that hole, I'm gonna be pissed off. What happened? He got though all <laughs> he got all the rocks. I mean like he must have turned into Superman up there on that thing pushing these rocks. I mean they were styrofoam, so uh, okay, but I get the point. Yeah, like, come on now. <laughs> that dude must be good at sports. Yep. To his credit, though, it looked like there was a perfect path from the top of that hill all the way down to come, where they come were. Come on now. <laughs> well, that's what confused me because Jody, when you know, after Reggie's death scene, Jody leaves Michael at the house. I'm like, why do you keep leaving your kid brother at the house? And so Jody was going, I guess, getting... That's what I'm saying. They never really explained what Jody was going to do. But anyway, so the tall man is buried now under all these rocks. Yep. Michael looks up at the top of the hill, and there's Jody up there, and he just kind of throws his arms up like the Rocky pose. Yeah. I think it's funny how that last rock was just big enough to sit in that hole. Yeah. They dug all these rocks out years before and was like, just in case a murderer ever tries to kill us. We're going to keep a hole. We're yeah. Gonna a We're going to keep this hole. And this lat, this one right here, this boulder it's is perfect. gonna go down there. Yeah, it's perfect size. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now since mm, you tell me the ending of it, no, no, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. So then he shows a shot of Michael just laying in the bed, looking up at the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And then it it shows and it cuts to another shot of Michael in front of a fireplace with Reggie. Yes, who's not dead. Right. And Michael's talking about everything that happened. Crying. Crying. And Reggie says, it was just a bad dream. The tall man didn't take your brother. He died in a car wreck. And then it shows a shot of Michael at the cemetery looking down at Jody's grave. And he had died a year after his mom and dad did. Yep. It was all a dream. All of... (laughs) The last... Couple movies I've I've recommended, and you're always like, "But not in no dream." And then the one you recommend ends in a dream. Well, Re- uh, Reggie tells him they're by a fire fireplace. Reggie tells him he goes, "I promise you, kid, I'm gonna look after you. I'll take care of you." And he's got his guitar and everything, and he starts playing the guitar while Jody goes upstairs to the rest to the bathroom. Yeah, Reggie said, "Just get your stuff. We'll take off." He's like, "Where are we going?" I was like, "We'll find out when the sun comes up." Yeah, they just, just want to get road up. trip. Just road trip. And as Jody goes into his room and he shuts the door, the mirror shows the tall man standing in the corner. Yep, which is a creepy shot anyway. And Jody hurries up, turns around, and what's he, what's he say? Uh, don't he say something, boy? Again, he says something, boy. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, through the, I'm going to say the mirror, yeah, the, the wall, mirror. whatever, the mirror. Yeah, closet door. Baby. All the hands come in, the little midget hands, start grabbing a hold of them and pull them in. And then Fade it to cuts black. to, written and directed by Don Coscarelli. Dun, dun, dun. The end of Phantasm. Phantasm. Not going to lie to you. I am really, now I just want to see... The sequels to see where this is going to lead. <laughs> Not going to So now you want to watch more. You know, you know the, the, the guy that played Michael is... Uh, don't tell me. ...is in the rest of them. No, he ain't. Yeah, he no, is. He, yeah. no, no. He is. So that's the end of Phantasm. A film that I've heard so many good things about. 
And you know what time it is. Time for the pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. I am going to go first. Yep, you told me that like 15 minutes into the movies and I'm rating it first. Okay. This is my first time viewing Phantasm. I never watched it when I was younger. Didn't even know much about it. <sighs> I am disappointed. I'm not going to lie. I do have a list here I wrote of some positive things I like, some negative things. The number one thing that really annoyed me was the music. It was the same. Not only was it the same, but then there were sometimes they had such a high pitch to it. And they kept it going. Yeah. I didn't like the music. Which, it did feel like a 70s horror movie. So, I mean, I can't really... I knew what I was getting myself into. But, the score disappointed me. Just the music. Didn't really care for. Some of the acting between the brothers. Reggie did good, I thought. I love Reggie. He wasn't the best, but I thought he did good. But, Michael and... Uh, Jody, I thought their acting could have been ten times better. Especially, especially Jody. You know what I'm saying? Especially Michael. Yeah, but Jody, it was just Jody pulled a Shelley Duvall. What you said, I felt like there were sometimes he was reading oh, the words yeah. off the script. I can see that. I can see that. And I didn't like the way they jumped around with scenes. That I just, it, it just felt weird, like how they. How it was cut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, the positive thing. The tall man was a creepy son of a gun. Yeah, he was. I love the way he walked. I love the way he talked. How he ran after him. I like the idea. I like that little silver ball. I don't even know what they call it. I don't know what it is, but it's 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 weird because the uh, director got the idea for it mm-hmm. in, a, in a nightmare that he had being chased down a marble hallway. With these silver balls trying to inject them with this little weird needle. Dang. Yeah, it's weird. I did like that it was something new that I'd never seen before. Yep. So, I mean, it, it, and it did. It has it had its positives. Like, like I said, I thought the guy played a very good. I'm just going. You know, they call him Tall Man. Like I said, I li- I like the concept. I just wish. It kept my attention up to now. Like I said, I want to see the sequels to see where they're going with it. Because surely they've got to explain more. You know what I'm saying? I've never seen the sequels. And I, it ain't that i got to review them. I just want to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I've never... I, I've, I've seen the first one, but I've never seen any of the other ones. But there's actually some, some footage. Because the original, when they first filmed the first movie, it was like three hours long. Right. <clears throat> and then they took out a whole lot of it. But then some of the um, some of the shots that they took out made it into one of the later movies. Oh, really? Yeah. So my rating on this, I'm going to give it a thumbs in the middle. Uh, I probably will never watch it again. I, w- you know, now this is just coming from me because there's a lot, a lot of diehard Phantasm fans. Oh, yeah. And, like I said, I've never seen them, so, you know, I may go watch the second, third one and love it. But it reminded me of, uh, not not the movie itself, but Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. I have said it before. I had a friend, or I have a friend, Cynthia, 
who kept telling me she loved the Hellraiser movies. And I watched the first two, and I was like, I don't see what the... Yeah. What's the big deal? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I own them because I got them in my horror pack, but I was like, I'm not going to sit down and watch this again. Yeah. That's how I feel with Phantasm. I give it a thumbs in the middle. I recommend a one-time watch. Just one time, just to see what the hoopla is about. Now, that being said... Don't go into this film looking for great acting. I didn't care for the music. And the, now the cutscenes, that's just me personally. But I did like the main villain of the movie. So with that being said, thumbs in the middle, one-time watch. I'm going to give it a C. That's fair. Yep. <clears throat> so I, I, I agree with you on the music. I wish they would have done more with it instead of that same little tune. But that, that was the whole, like, that was all the music. That mm-hmm. same little tune. They put some back stuff in it, the background music. But it was that same tune through the whole movie. Um, the cut scenes, they bug me at times. Especially when they move from, like, an action set. The, really, the only times it really bugged me is when they moved from a scene that was had a lot of action into it. Right. Into a scene where there was nothing going on. Yeah. That's when the cuts bugged me. Right. When it was... One of the things that bugged me in the beginning of the movie is... There wasn't a lot of dialogue. Like, a lot of the first part of the movie was just film, the, the shots, screenshots. Right, And right. there was nothing else. There wasn't a whole lot of talking. So when they were switching back and forth during that, the only thing that confused me was it, when it looked like they were going, like, in a flashback and then they were coming to present day. But it, mm-hmm. it was just, it was weird. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the acting was, you know, typicals. Typical 70s, old school acting. It's kind of hard to to judge the acting back then. But then you watch other movies like Like Halloween Halloween and, you know, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You watch movies like that and you're like, could have done better. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But taking into consideration, you know, the only one, two, there was only three death scenes. Caretaker. Tom, no, the caretaker. Yeah. Tommy, caretaker. caretaker, Reggie. And that's it. Yeah. So, the the death scenes that we got were all a stabbings. Right. But I'll say I did like the caretaker's death scene. The, the orb. I was disappointed that that was the only... Like, I, I don't know why in my head... Because I know I've seen the movie before. Right. But I, like I was telling you, there was a lot of stuff that I just didn't recognize. Maybe it's just because it's been so long since I've watched it. But I felt like the orbs played a much bigger role in what I remember. Right. And they didn't. It was the one orb that killed the caretaker and then the one that uh, Jody shot. The only two times the orbs were in it. So I don't know. I, I'm wondering if I've seen parts of the second one because I remember... That's why I want to see the sequels because I want to know... What that what the orb plays a role yeah. in? Like what 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 was the reason for it to drill right there? Yeah, go ahead though. I I don't know. And I may have seen some of the second one where there was a lot more of the orbs. I'm I'm not sure. Um, I was disappointed that the orbs didn't make a bigger impact because that's what I remember. Other than the tall man, I remember the right. orbs more than anything. Right. Um, I agree with you, Angus. What's his name? Uh, Shrimp. Angus Shrimp was amazing. I loved him. 
Yeah. I loved him. And the way he, like, from everything, from the way he just stood there, from the way he talked, the way he walked, ran. He is a, uh, what do they call it, uh, a physical actor. Yeah. The, his facial expressions. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the walk, the, ran, the run, everything. Everything. Was, oh, it was just awesome. He did such a good job. Mm-hmm. I loved him. Um, <clears throat> so, for my rating, based on all of that, I'm going to give it a thumbs in the middle. Okay. I definitely think it is at least a one-time watch. And then if you like it, you know, put it in your collection. Right. Pick it up. For me, it's one of those ones... I I don't think I've seen it since I was a kid. Right. So it's been... I'm 35 now, so it's probably been... You know, 20, 25 years maybe. Right. Since last time I watched it. It may very well be another 20, 25 years before I ever watch it again. <laughs> I don't know. It might just be one of those things where I just sit down and just like, you know what, let's watch Phantasm. Right. You know. Um, but yeah, it's one of those ones like... I. I don't ever anticipate watching again, but if somebody wants to watch it, I'll sit down and watch it. Right, right. So I do recommend watching it at least one time. If anything, you get the the two iconic scenes: the mm-hmm. the bed scene, and then the caretaker's death with the silver ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, those are the two the two major scenes. Um, so I give it a thumbs in the middle. I'm gonna give it a C plus. C plus. I'm gonna give it a C plus. I'm gonna get it's because because of the tall man. I mean, I'm I'm gonna give it that extra bump because of the tall man, man. Got you. Because it was, man, he was such impactful. Uh, He didn't have to say a whole lot because his actions, his 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 uh, facial expressions, and everything. He did all the all the talking. But yeah, I'll give it a C plus. Right on. Well, we wasn't too far off. No. So that's our review of Phantasm. Uh, and to all you Phantasm lovers, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we didn't we didn't kill it, you know. We didn't fail it. No, I mean, everybody's got their own opinions, you yeah. know. I mean, maybe if I would watch it when I was younger, I may appreciate it more. But this, mo- I mean, I'm 35 years old, and it's the first time I've ever seen it. Yeah. So, Randy, the next question. This is our first film we're uh, reviewing. September. What's our next one, man? You named it earlier. I think we ought to do it. I don't remember what I named. Yeah, yeah, you do. What did I name earlier? Come on. I don't remember what I named, man. Amityville Horror. Oh, oh, okay. Hey, I'm down with that. I I, I absolutely love the one with Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. To me, that's the best one. Right on. Right. And we'll make your wife watch it. Good luck. No, we're going to make it happen. Good luck. No. Yeah, have fun. Because we just moved into a new house. She's not watching it. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> not going to yeah. happen. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so. Nope, because we just bought this house and I don't feel like selling it. <laughs> so, we need to make her watch The Strangers 1 and 2 as well. <laughs> You're you got trying. that perfect window right there. I can go stand underneath you that street light. <laughs> that would trip her out. And your Friday 13th get up. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be hilarious. So, right there, you heard it first. Our next episode is going to be the Amityville Horror starring Ryan Reynolds, yep. which is my favorite of Mine. the entire Amityville film series. Mine too, hands down. So, and I already got bad reviews, but I really liked it. The only thing I didn't like was the house. I wish they would have kept it like the old school yeah. 
But other than that, I thought everything was good in it. One of these days, we're going to have to make a trip up there and see the house. I know. Just get out, take a picture, and go. So that being said, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Small Town Horror with Johnny Randy. And please, if you are a listener to this podcast, to tell friends, family about us. We're trying to get this thing bigger. So, you know, the bigger we can get, the more followers we can get, the better equipment we're going to be able to get. I'd like to really just, you know, get this thing out there because if you haven't noticed, there's not a whole lot of, I mean, there is a lot of horror podcasts, but there's not a whole lot of horror podcasts hosted by two Christian men. Yeah. If you haven't noticed that, that's why we don't cuss on this film. Bald and bearded. That's why why we don't cuss on these episodes. Yeah. And... I just think it's kind of neat, you know, because even somebody mentioned that you go to church and you're, you know, and mm-hmm. but you watch these horror movies, yes, you know, yeah. And this shows, man, you know, we love what we're doing. Oh yeah, you know. So I mean, hey, everybody's got their own thing. It's it's one of those things. And if you have friends, they like horror movies, don't mind listening to two goofy guys. Uh, have them check us out. Check us out on anywhere you can get any of your podcasts. You can get them on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker. Anywhere you can get your podcast, you can catch us. Catch us on Twitter. You can catch us on Facebook, Instagram. Twitter is Small, Small T Horror Pod. Yes. And Instagram is Small Town Horror. With Johnny, with and, Johnny Randy. and Randy. And Facebook is Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. Anywhere, check us out. Leave us a review. Tell us what you think. If you have a request, send it to us. Give us something we've never seen. That we'd, we'd love to see it. Whatever you're listening on, is if you're listening on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, go to review and leave us a review. Even if it's a bad one, I don't care. I just want to be able to hear what you guys and gals think about this podcast. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Right, because, I mean, we had one guy who hated our rating system, and we changed it, you know? We changed it. And... I, I like I said I just I would like to have more interaction with people so and like I said we've only been doing it going on a year here in the next couple months but anyway with that being said uh, I cannot wait now now I'm excited for the next next episode you know what I just realized no we started this podcast we did the original Halloween mm-hmm. a year later we're gonna be doing Halloween again mm-hmm. that's, just oh, how, yeah. that's just how it works man Oh, yeah, I do. So, we need to do one month of um, the originals and then the remakes. Like Pet Cemetery. Then do. Ooh, that would be a good one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it would be, like, even if we dedicated like two months to it. Because, you know, we only do two uh, episodes a month. Pet Cemetery, though, we got to watch the original first two. Like one and two. Because I love both <laughs> of them. I love both of them, man. Ugh. <laughs> uh. That, that lady on there trips me out. Oh, with the back? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, she's creepy. Anyway, before we just keep on yapping, like uh, me and Randy said, just, you know, get the word out. Word of mouth it goes a long way. So, with that being said, everybody, stay scared. Stay spooky. <laughs>